On the other side of the lake, the crowds welcomed Jesus because they had been waiting for him. Then a man named Jairus, a leader of the local synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come home with him. His only daughter, who was about 12 years old, was dying. As Jesus went with him, he was surrounded by the crowds. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding, and she could find no cure. Coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robe. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. Who touched me, Jesus asked. Everyone denied it. And Peter said, Master, this whole crowd is pressing up against you. But Jesus said, Someone deliberately touched me, for I felt healing power go out from me. When the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him. The whole crowd heard her explain why she touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Daughter, he said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While he was still speaking to her, a messenger arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. He told him, your daughter is dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. But when Jesus heard what had happened, he said to Jairus, don't be afraid, just have faith and she will be healed. When they arrived at the house, Jesus wouldn't let anyone go in with him except Peter, John, James, and the little girl's father and mother. The house was filled with people weeping and wailing, but he said, stop the weeping. She isn't dead. She's only asleep. But the crowd laughed at him because they all knew she had died. Then Jesus took her by the hand and said in a loud voice, My child, get up. And at that moment, her life returned, and she immediately stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were overwhelmed. But Jesus insisted that they not tell anyone what had happened. Where was I 12 years ago? It's a long time, 12 years. That's when it started. <clears throat> the bleeding, the pain, and discomfort. I thought it was just my monthlies, but it didn't stop. Eventually, I went to a doctor, and I paid him to help me, but he couldn't. So I sought out another doctor, and another, thinking surely someone can help me. I suffered at the hands of numerous physicians, but none of them helped. In fact, I got worse. And then I ran out of money. I thought maybe, maybe it would just get better on its own. But 12 years later, and it hasn't. It's been the hardest time of my life. My condition, it's, it's embarrassing. And it makes it difficult to go out not just because of the discomfort, but because I've been labelled 
ceremonially unclean. According to the laws of my people, if someone else just touches me, they'll be unclean too. Even if they just touch something I've been sitting on, that'll do it. They would be unclean until evening. Have to go and wash all their clothes and bathe to be clean again, to cleanse themselves of their contact with me. Many men try to avoid touching any woman in case it's their monthly time. I've heard some rabbis apparently have told men to keep away from their wives in the run-up to menstruation as well as it could cause an early demise. Maybe he has a, has a point there. At least after menstruating, a woman is clean again, but not for me, no. The bleeding never stops. I feel so ashamed. It's hard for me to carry on with my life I'm dirty, broken, impure. What is wrong with my body that not even doctors can fix? How is it fair that I'm bound to live forever labelled as unclean, segregated from my society? It's been 12 years of this illness. Surely I'll carry it to my deathbed now. It's been a very long and lonely time. All of my friends have got married, but I cannot. Even if I had married, I'm sure I'd be divorced by now as we couldn't consummate. That would be forbidden because of my illness. So, you know, I couldn't bear any children. I would be a barren wife, an embarrassment to my people. No, I'll have to provide for myself, which is more difficult for a woman in my culture. And when I grow old, who'll look after me? I've spent all my money. I don't feel freedom as a spinster. It's not a life I chose. I've been trapped. My choices have been taken away. I can still do some things, and some people are kind to me, but I don't feel like I truly fit in. Always in the back of my mind is the bleeding. My condition, it's not only physically hurt me and held me back, but it's affected my whole life. Every day I live under this cloud of shame and pain and isolation, labelled as impure, scared to go out in case I touch someone and make them unclean. I can't enter the synagogue either. No, I must stay away from everything holy, separate myself. If only, if only the bleeding would stop. Then I could go and a priest could make a sacrifice for me, for my atonement, and I'd be clean, according to the law. And then I could live a normal life. I've been so desperate for that, but nobody can help me. I've looked everywhere, I've tried everything, I just don't know where else to turn. Recently, I've heard tales of this strange man traveling through the towns telling stories and apparently doing miracles. None of us believed it at first. Didn't I hear he was just from Nazareth? But I kept hearing about him, and it made me start to wonder who he really was. He was causing quite a stir, not behaving like other traveling preachers. No, he was, I heard he was mixing with all sorts of people, like outcasts and sinners. 
Who is he? We heard stories about John the Baptizer, but this man is something different. Then I heard he was nearby, and they had cast a demon out of that strange man that's been living in the tombs. My friend saw the man afterwards and said he was completely different. I was still taking all this in when I heard this man was in our town. A little bit of hope started bubbling up inside of me. Maybe if this man was healing people, could he help me? I had to see him for myself. So I went out into the town. But there were huge crowds forming. And I'm not supposed to go into crowds. I might touch someone and inflict them. No. I heard he was on the way to help this other girl, the daughter of a synagogue leader, someone far more important than me. Her father had come to advocate for her, to beg for the preacher to come and heal her. Nobody was there to represent me. My only choice was to seek this preacher myself. I got a glimpse of him, and my heart leapt. He looked like an ordinary man, but he can't be just another preacher. Seemed more carried an aura of peace and didn't seem to want any credit for his miracles. He spoke with authority and yet didn't demand anything from people. He isn't after power or money or praise. He's been seen spending time with tax collectors who cheat people, have no morals. And didn't I hear that he let a woman who'd led a sinful life wash his feet? Perhaps then, perhaps he wouldn't mind if I came near him. I don't know. But just looking at him, I knew in my soul that he could help me. I asked God to forgive me and I pushed into the crowd. I didn't want anyone to know I was there, especially not this preacher man. He, he wouldn't be bothered with me. I would just touch him. Not on his skin, of course, no. But I just believed that if I could just touch his clothes... I would be healed. I managed to get close. I could see the edge of his garment. I reached out. I touched it. And immediately I knew I was healed. Praise the Lord. The bleeding stopped. I felt well. I could not believe it. I was healed. I was about to sneak away quickly. But then the preacher stopped. He was asking who had touched him. Surely... He doesn't know. There were so many people pushing around him. Surely, how could he have known that I had touched him? But somehow he did. He knew that power had gone out of him. He had known. He knew that I had received a miracle. I began to tremble with fear. Surely he'd be shocked and disgusted to know a woman like me, who was unclean, had touched him. I fell at his knees and I told him the whole truth. The crowd was shocked. They knew I shouldn't have been in amongst all those people with my condition. Everyone looked at the preacher to see what he would do. When I dared to look up into his face, what I saw there was not anger, not disgust. There was no reprimand brewing. Instead, he called me daughter. I am nobody special's daughter. Not like that synagogue leader's daughter. He was on the way to see. I'm not even allowed in the synagogue. No. But he called me 
a woman that had been labelled ceremonially unclean and outcast from society. He called me daughter. Jairus advocated for his daughter, but Jesus advocated for me. I'm not worthy, but he made me feel it through his love. He then told me I was healed by my faith. This great man, instead of taking the credit or distancing himself from an unclean woman, he blessed me with his words and he acknowledged me as one of his kin. The crowd was shocked, as was I. My whole world changed in that moment. Not only was I physically healed, free from pain and bleeding, but I was given salvation in my whole life. I could live out of the shroud of impurity. No longer would I carry the shame of my condition, fearing what others would think, worrying that someone might touch me and be made unclean. No longer would I have to avoid crowds or not have the chance to marry or have children. No longer can I not enter the synagogue. I was set free. Jesus told me to go in peace, and I did, with a peace that was beyond anything I could receive or achieve in any other way. It was a divine peace from resting in the truth that God loved and welcomed me. I could have stayed at home that day, not wanting to risk the embarrassment or counting up all my doubts instead or just feeling unworthy. But I was brave. I, I was desperate. Knowing that I might face public humiliation and ridicule instead of the healing I so desperately desired, I had a tiny bit of hope. Hope that stepping out in faith could change my life. And it did. Jesus didn't let me down. He has given me freedom. The shame is gone and I've been set free. I was one way and now I am completely different. And the thing that happened in between was him. He could have let me sneak away that day, but he called me out. He wanted me to have complete healing, to acknowledge me in front of the crowds, to show them that I was restored, that I was pure in his eyes, that he loved me and accepted me, and I was made clean. I felt my heart begin to heal in that moment. I can finally move forward with my life. And the past, it doesn't define me. I don't know why I have this condition. Perhaps it started with hormonal changes in my body, or maybe it was caused by something I'd done. But whatever the reason, Jesus healed me. And it does not define me. Later, I saw that Jairus' daughter was well. She had died just the age of 12 years old. And Jesus, he raised her back to life. That man is incredible. He healed me and he gave me new life. It was like I was dead before, living in darkness. But one touch from Jesus and I was made new. Knowing him, putting my trust in him, has given me the key to life in all its fullness. It took 12 years for me to receive healing. I nearly gave up. It made me doubt that life could ever be different. Looking back, perhaps I could have used the time of waiting a little bit better. If only I'd trusted that there was a plan for my life. But looking forward now, I know that whatever I face, 
with God's help, I can do it. Whatever trials there are to come, if I'm shunned from society again, if I face illness or rejection or anything, God will help me through. I am more than what society labels me as. I am a daughter of the King. Jesus wants us all to receive that same freedom that he's given to me. A freedom to live life without shame, knowing that we are sons and daughters of God. No matter what we are suffering from or struggling with, Jesus will acknowledge you and welcome you. You just have to reach out your hand. He is waiting.